Yo, what's going on everyone and welcome to the Life Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of this podcast. I'm your host, Satish Bisa, and today we're going to be talking about the first years out of college. This is a really important topic that I wanted to talk to personally because I just finished my first year since I graduated college. And uh, there are a lot of things I feel like I did really well and a lot of things I feel like I did really not so well. So if you're in the same boat as me and just finished up your first year, you may be able to relate to this. And if you're in college currently and you're coming up in your junior, senior year of college, about to graduate soon, hopefully you can learn from my mistakes and be better than I was. All right, cool. So let's just dive into it. The first thing I want to talk about was what my outlook on life was when I first graduated and how I thought I should go about life after I first left into the quote-unquote real world. You know, I just wanted to get paid, move out, and buy a car ASAP. Uh, To me at the time, status was really important. I felt like the most important thing I could do was move out, you know, start, hit the ground running after I graduated, start my job and get money. I know a lot of people after they graduate, they want to take some time off uh, a month or two to, you know, travel, uh, see the world, etc. But I only took like 10 days off and pretty much just hit the ground running after graduation. And I did all this because I really wanted to not necessarily prove to other people, but prove to myself that I was financially capable of having this high status lifestyle. Uh, Lifestyle was a really important um, thing that I wanted to attain. In college, it was really, um, I know a lot of people have that work hard, play hard lifestyle. They're grinding in the library in class and, you know, you got to indulge every now and then, party on the weekend. And, And now it was like, I had more party to party on the weekend, so let's do it. And in college, it was probably like um, one night a week maybe. But now that I had time, I had no obligations, no homework, no projects that I had to do. So it was immediately when 5 o'clock hit hit on Friday, uh, let's go drinking. Let's do it. (laughs) And then same thing all over again on Saturday. If we start in the day, great. But Saturday night, something was bound to happen 100%. And I did want to focus more on my career and physique than on dating and fostering and maintaining relationships. Not to say that getting a girlfriend and dating immediately off the bat out of college or whatever, or having a girlfriend at a younger age is bad. It just it wasn't a priority that I wanted to pay much attention to. Probably because I just felt like I didn't have to. Like I said, like uh, coming out of college, the whole concept of status and being financially capable of doing things and financially free, that was the biggest thing that I wanted to do. And dating just wasn't, um, it wasn't a priority for me. And I feel like another reason why was because, like I said, I also wanted to focus on my physique. Uh, I feel like in college, I was a pretty confident guy. But for some reason, I just wasn't very confident or as confident as I wanted to be when it came to dating. And I wanted to invest in myself a little bit more before really putting myself out there another thing I wanted to do was I wanted to try new things bro like uh, all throughout college being on the west coast uh, you know people I know always going to music festivals and uh, having these cool hobbies like photography videography Um, music was something that I did 
uh, end of high school, beginning of college, but I kind of ha- I kind of stopped doing just because I found myself not quote unquote having the time, but I wasn't really prioritizing it, and it was just hard to maintain the things that I was doing, and I missed having the experience of continuing those things and trying new things. So coming out of college, I really wanted to be able to do those things, and I I knew immediately when I left I. I knew I wanted to start a blog eventually. I knew I wanted to get into podcasting eventually. I knew I wanted to get into photography uh, eventually. So that was the the general outlook that I had. And like I said, uh, backtracking to um, wanting to invest in myself and working on my uh, physique and my body, another thing that I wanted to do was I wanted to step up my fashion and my grooming game. Um, obviously, those are both financial investments, you know, um, buying high quality clothing, not necessarily like hypey supreme stuff, like super expensive high end things, but just, um, investing in my fashion in general and grooming, it it just, uh, you know, it, it made a dent in my pocket. That's for sure. Um, and that's something that I wanted to do because I could finally afford it. Um, so that was definitely a big, big, big priority. Um, but that, that goes into some of the things that I feel like I did well in the first year. Um, I did improve my physique, um, lost about 20 pounds since I graduated last year. So, uh, improved my physique for sure. That's something I feel like I did well. Another thing I feel like I did well was I, I did explore these new hobbies. Like I said, like immediately after my, my mind was racing all over the place, I wanted to explore photography podcasting, blogging, and I did do those things along with uh, recently exploring uh, streaming on Twitch. Excuse me. Um, Just playing video games and, you know, having fun with it. Um, And another thing I did well was obviously, like I mentioned, like I wanted to step up my fashion game, my grooming game, and I did. And it really did help and it was great because it it did boost my self-confidence and um, how I viewed myself. Like, I, I wasn't necessarily um, insecure at all, but, you know, I, I felt like there was always room for improvement, and if there was room for improvement, you might as well go for it, right? So I did, and, and that was a, a great feeling to have. And another thing I did well, which unfortunately took, like, six, seven months until after I graduated to do this, but I decided to take more responsibility with my finances. Like I mentioned immediately, the one of the first things I wanted to do was move out and buy a car so obviously the bills for my apartment and my car like those aren't cheap things for anyone and um eventually I had to take it upon myself to be more responsible with my finances like I like I said I had more time to party so you know buying drinks at bars was it gets expensive you know what I mean so just being self-aware and conscious of that and just um being careful about how much I'm spending at bars taking responsibility with that uh, and more actual quote-unquote adult things like setting up my 401k, uh, something that I probably wouldn't have done for a year or two at least just because that's not something that people are thinking about as soon as they come out of college, right? Everyone's like, all right, I'm going to move out. Uh, I'm going to kill this job. And the, the last thing you're thinking about is retirement, right? And that's something that I'm, I feel proud of for getting ahead of um, when I did you know, one of those things better late than never, but it's something that I feel like I probably should have done earlier. So, t- talking about things that I probably should have done earlier or should have done differently, 
Uh, let's dive into some things that I did not so well during this last uh, first year. Like I said, partying on the weekends. I partied like I was still in college, or maybe even more. Like still, still partying like a college kid. Um, you know, I feel like once you get that diploma, it's just my personal opinion, and you get that new job. You know, college is in the past, unless you're, you know, going for grad school. But in that case, even, you know, you're still not. You're not partying like um, a college kid. You gotta t- take your education way more seriously there's no time for like you know uh lollygagging and um you know just messing around in general another thing that i feel like i did not so well with was uh my fitness i know i just said that i did do well with it but it didn't happen right off the bat the second that i graduated um when i first graduated fitness was always like five steps forward and then five steps back during the week um, I would do so good Monday through Friday, going to the gym every day, um, making sure that I was counting my macros, my calories, meal prepping. I was killing it. But the second the weekend came around, um, you know, like I said, I was partying two days a week. Um, whether you're trying to gain muscle or lose fat, you know, it's no secret that alcohol is a that will hinder your progress a lot. And it would just ruin my sleep schedule, my eating schedule. I'd end up getting pizza at 2 a.m. twice a week. And, you know, all the progress that I would make through during the week, it would just get wiped out completely. So eventually I did get that, get my things together regarding that. But unfortunately, it had to take this whole virus pandemic for this to happen. It had to take uh, bars closing down completely so that I had no choice to just stay in on the weekend and you know having those extra two days a week to be more responsible and less irresponsible it really benefited me and it it got the ball rolling for me and it kept the ball rolling for me and it gave me the progress that I wanted to see finally but it definitely it definitely was a very bad habit and bad thing that I was allowing this to continually happen so that's definitely something that could have uh, did better for sure another thing that I didn't do very well with was realizing that I didn't need a luxury car so soon but I got one anyways I do still love the car but like you know the value of the car will decrease over time it, it's a it's a depreciating um, asset right like it'll only get less valuable over time and you know like I said like being financially responsible out of college is something that I think is important and I could have easily taken that money that I would have spent on the car otherwise and invested it into different aspects whether it be the stock market or you know in myself and some other creative um some creative stream that I was trying to get myself into It, it just it just wasn't the the move I feel like it's something that I could could have always done further down the road you know what I mean like cars nice cars will always be there but i feel like in the space and the capacity of really taking care of yourself and improving yourself and um investing yourself um not buying that car so soon would have been the move 100 percent. another thing that i didn't do so well with was uh being as hesitant as i was to begin these new endeavors in my life this is probably the fourth fifth time i've mentioned these concepts but, you know, um, 
with photography and uh, blogging and starting this podcast, I was I was definitely hesitant on trying these new things. If it, if I if I could have gone back, then I I wish the second I got my diploma, I started these things or or at least one at a time. Like even photography itself, I didn't start uh, dabbling with that till like December um, late last year, November, and. With streaming and blogging and podcasting, blogging I didn't start till November, and then streaming I didn't start until like three weeks ago, literally. Like I had just started that. Same thing with podcasting. This is the first podcast episode that I'm putting out, and the reasons that I had for postponing starting these things are so dumb in hindsight. You know what I mean? Like um, it was really all things that were in my head. Like with photography. Uh, the reason why I didn't start it was I felt like people would think, oh, like he's not artsy. What's he doing trying to be a photographer? Or with streaming, it's like, oh, he's not a real gamer. Who does he think he is? And with blogging and podcasting, it's like, who does he think he is? Who does he think he is to be giving me this unsolicited advice? You know what I mean? And maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not the person who's qualified on paper to be doing these things, but allowing those external voices to influence my internal voice and just bring me down in those capacities was just it was so dumb you know what i mean it was a it was a waste of time so i i encourage you if, if you're in the same boat if, if you've if you're coming on your first year after graduation or if you're someone in college who's about to graduate soon if there's something that you've been wanting to start and try out and you can finally afford to spend that time and money invested into it you should go for it a thousand percent don't let the opinions of others or the fear of the opinions of others uh bring you down from getting that ball rolling right and and realize also by that same token you're your own worst enemy like if if even if everyone's rooting for you or cheering for you and hoping that you'll start something it doesn't matter if you're not invested in it. You know what I mean? So if, if there's something that you want to or have been thinking about to start, I encourage you to do the research and spend the time to really make sure that you're invested in it. And when you are invested in it, don't allow other people's opinions or the fear of what they might think to hinder you. That'll only bring you down and you'll only wish that that wasn't a thing like I did. The last thing that I could have done better was um, making a better effort outside of my 9 to 5 to improve my career. Um, in my field, I'm in computer science, so I, I work 9 to 5 for that. But, you know, there's always room for development and improvement. Like, in my field, for example, there are seemingly endless amounts of programming languages. Endless. And to get better with my career... It, it wouldn't hurt to, you know, get the ball rolling, uh, learning these new technologies and these new languages. Not necessarily new, but ones that I, that are new to me. Um, and the internet is such an amazing asset. Um, we'll be talking about that concept later. But, you know, if there's, if there's any way that you can improve your career, then might as well go for it, right? Like, It'll only help you down the road, whether in the scope of your um, your current job or investing in a, a future job that you may want to attain. You know, I don't know about you guys, but when I first was graduating and looking at jobs in uh, LinkedIn, 
you know, a, a lot of the requirements that these jobs have are things that that you may not have learned in college. You know what I mean? But if that's a job that you really want to have someday or a specific title you want to have someday, you need to take it upon yourself to learn those things on the side so that someday you will be qualified and you will be able to be qualified and the person right for that job and that career path. So if there's any area like that that you can relate to, whether it be uh, finance in the creative space, uh, directing, writing creatively, if, if there are extra steps that you can take outside of the nine to five, might as well go for it, right? I know, I know FOMO is a big concept in my current generation, but if you can take an hour or one night of a week instead of going to a bar with your friends and just getting wasted and regretting it the next morning, you know, spend that time to invest in your career and uh, you won't regret it. That's something that I am going to do for sure once, um, once bars reopen. Like, I'm definitely going to take that upon myself. Because that's something that I've been doing on the weekends since bars are closed to past times, improving my career on the side. And it's something that I wish I did sooner, 100%. But that's enough for me personally. Next up on the podcast, we're going to be bringing on a very special guest who is going to help give some insight on his perspective of his first year, couple years out of college. And hopefully what he has to say will benefit you as well. All right, everyone. So today we have a special guest on the podcast. Just a little introduction to this person. He's a current senior software engineer at Wayfair, an extremely enthusiastic, business-minded, and family-oriented guy, and somebody that I've looked up to my whole life. Well, until about the eighth grade, though, until I got taller than him. Uh, he works as a very technical and logical individual, but he also has an extremely creative mind on top of it all, which he enjoys to exercise through music production. So... Please welcome today's guest, my brother, JB, sir. Hey, everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice to be here on uh, Satish's podcast. I just want to let you guys know, even though he's taller than me, I still whoop his behind on the court. You know, one-on-one, <laughs> he, sta- he stands no choice. He stands no chance. It's true, so. man. That mid-range jumper can't stop it. All right, cool, man. So, as you know, the topic of this whole entire first episode is your first year out of college, uh, you know, your first steps into the quote-unquote real world. So first things first, I just wanted to ask you, what are some things that you felt like you did well immediately coming out of college, undergrad to be specific? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed college. I went to Worcester Polytechnic Institute in Worcester, Mass. Uh, Some of my best friends that I have even today um, went to that college and uh, I'd like to say like I I basically had a vision and I had a plan moving out of uh, undergrad so I I studied biomedical engineering uh, at at WPI and graduated in four years I landed a job at Phillips Healthcare before Thanksgiving of my senior year which was awesome. Like the second half of the year was really chill for me. Uh, I had everything lined up while all my friends were still interviewing, going to career fairs and all that stuff. That that stress mounts up. Yeah, uh, for sure. As, as you're as you're still trying to graduate, but I had stuff lined up. Uh, I ended up moving to Omaha, Nebraska, 
out of all places to work on MRI machines uh, at Philips Healthcare. Uh, my title was a field service engineer. I, I moved there in May of 2010 when I graduated. Yes, I'm, a, I'm an old man. <laughs> old man now. Yeah, uh, but when I landed the job, I'll, I'll admit my dad wasn't very thrilled about this. Uh, he, he wanted me to keep interviewing at other places. Um, it is where it is. My mom wasn't happy that I was moving so far away from home. All my friends were shocked that I was moving to Omaha. Like, really, out of all the places, Jay's going to Omaha. Like, we lit Boston's right down the street, right? There, there's so many jobs here. Right. Jobs in New York. Like, why Omaha? Like, nobody knows about that. I don't know anyone there. And they, they sort of poked a little fun at it as well. Like, what are there, two skyscrapers in, in Omaha? Like, what are you going to do there, dude? Uh, that was the sort of feedback that I got from people that I uh, uh, cared about and that were around me. That was my that was my reaction too as well. I remember like uh, I was like still in middle school at the time, but I was I was kind of wondering like what is it about um, about Omaha exactly? Because like you said, like Boston was in our our backyard our our whole lives growing up, right? And yeah. even like for undergrad being in Worcester, like you're still in the Massachusetts Boston area. So it kind of was a, a bit of a question mark at first. So, um, yeah, man, it was crazy, but it, it also was a really big step. I feel like, um, so it was really cool to see you kind of, uh, break out of your comfort zone, at least, you know what I mean? Um, just being a, a guy from Massachusetts his whole life. And then just taking a huge leap out into the Midwest like that. Yeah, it's just a change in scenario that a change in scenery that I wanted to to do. Like looking back at it, like, some people might think it's foolish, but I just think it's confidence and just a willing to try something new at that point in my life. Right. Uh, not not caring about what anyone thinks, uh, just going straight for it. Um, so yeah, I moved out to Omaha with a nine thousand dollar signing bonus. <laughs> That was the most money I had ever seen in my life up until that point. Uh, I was really thrilled about that. I used that money for the relocation and getting furniture, buying an apartment, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I found a really nice apartment out there. Uh, it was like a five-minute drive from downtown called Old Omaha. That's where all the bars and nightlife was. So I'd hang out there a lot. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, Sadish, I remember you came and you saw the apartment complex. Like, Super nice. It was really nice, for, yeah. Yeah, like uh, you can't get that kind of quality in Boston these days uh, because no, it's gonna no. be it's gonna be way too expensive. But yeah, so my setup was good. Um, and Phillips ended up giving me a company car, so all the gas was gas money was reimbursed. My car was free pretty much, so all I was paying for was rent and food out there. So I was able to save a lot of money, which was really good for me. Uh, and it gave me a chance to explore the Midwest as well. Mm -hmm. Never thought I'd be in the Midwest, but I'm out there, so let's make the best of it. Mm -hmm. I drove to Can I drove to Kansas City one day in Missouri. Kansas City is not in Kansas, people. It's in Missouri. Uh, I, I saw a Royals-Yankees game. Uh, I'm a huge Red Sox fan, so uh, I, I found the need to go root against the Yankees in Kansas City. That's how I wanted to make my time in, in Omaha. So, uh, yeah, that was great. I mean, just the drive down to Kansas City, it, it was very interesting. It was like a two, 
lane highway. The, all the roads are flat. You look right, you see cornfields. You look left, you see cornfields. You see those, uh, they're not windmills. What, what are they called? Silos? Uh, uh, they're called uh, silos, silos, right? Silos, what? Isn't that what they're called? With the, 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 the giant like towers are filled with like corn. No, 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 not those. Oh, man. It's windmills? Uh, wind turbines, man. Turbines. Yeah, wind turbines, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for miles and miles, you'll see that. And uh, yeah, I used to just listen to music, uh, new rap that came out around that time. Like maybe it was Kid Cudi, maybe it was Drake, maybe it was uh, The Weeknd or Frank Ocean. Um, yeah. Uh, all, all the all that good stuff that came out in 2010. Just give me a chance to think about things, see the my surroundings, and take a long drive. And you could speed as much as you wanted because no one was out there. <laughs> Uh, and, that, and, that, and that was uh, not a lot of windy roads not, from what I remember too so yeah, yeah. so I ended up going there one of my uh, my best friends uh, Pepe he came to visit me uh, in Omaha we went we drove to Kansas City again to see a Chiefs Packers preseason game he's a huge Aaron Rodgers fan so uh, it, it was cool seeing Aaron Rodgers in the, it was a preseason game but it was fun we, we did the whole uh pre-game grilling outside in, in the stadium nice. uh just uh, kicked it with some random people in missouri like we had no idea who they were they didn't know who we were but uh it was a fun time and um yeah this job uh, i used to work from home um and I, I, whenever i get called in to go fix the mri machine or maintain mri machine at a local hospital i'd drive down to the hospital so this gave me a chance to check out Nebraska and Iowa too. I would work in Iowa as well. And just see the different landscapes and see the different types of people that are in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I grew up in the Northeast. Uh, besides when I was in India, I was born in India. Uh, but anyway, so most of my life, I lived in the Northeast. And it gave me perspective on how big the U.S. is and how our preconceived notions about certain areas of the country are very it, it can be really misinformed and it can, mm-hmm. it's really dangerous to just have a certain opinion about people um and just cast people out just based on where they yeah. live um, it's funny you mentioned like the, the the whole like preconceived notion of you know like certain places and not a lot of people knowing about the midwest because even you know being from someone from the east coast specifically it, it feels like whether it's like going off for college or uh, going to your first job people either stay directly on the east coast or go all the way out west and vice versa like people from the west coast it's kind of the same thing either stay out there or go all the way out here to the east and it's, it's always funny when when people bring up in conversation that they went somewhere in like the midwest or somewhere else it's kind of like people always kind of like take a step back and like wait what like that place really like why you know what i mean like uh like i have a friend who's from san diego and they for college, they went to Arkansas, and every time she tells a story, it's always like, "Wait, Arkansas? Why Arkansas? You know what I mean?" Uh, yeah. So it's definitely a relatable that you, that you point that out. Also, I yeah, just have another you- question too, like about um, working for uh, Phillips and living in Omaha. So, what was like a a typical like day in the life? Because you you mentioned that you would sometimes have to go to these different hospitals, right? So did you just yep. like work nine to five at an office, but every now and then during the day, you'd just be called over to go to, you know, hospital A, B or C, like whichever one they needed you at or? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I would, 
wake up in the morning um, around 8 a.m. or whatever, get my coffee, my breakfast, uh, log on on my laptop, and I would work from my apartment uh, just doing uh, like either training videos in the company or uh, responding to emails, doing the day-to-day random things like that until I get a, a pager notification that I needed to go to uh, the Omaha hospital uh, or the University of Nebraska hospital that there's one down the street to uh, either fix an uh, MRI machine or to uh, stand up a new machine with a couple other engineers that I used to work with or another one of uh, my colleagues would hit me up saying, hey, Jay, I need, I need to go down to this hospital in Iowa to fix this machine. You want to come help me out? Um, because I was a, a, a brand new field service engineer that didn't have much experience, I sort of got called to work with other uh, engineers so I could learn from them. And I also would be proactive and call them up be like, hey, uh, Jim, do you need any help today? I have nothing going on. I'd love to come help you with your x-ray machine or something like that. Even though I don't work on x-ray machines, it's just still good experience that I can get and just lend out a helping hand, you know? So. Uh, and, and that was nice. I, it made me, it allowed me to set my own schedule, gave me the freedom to do the things that I needed to do at whatever time period I wanted. Uh, the one bad thing, though, is it, it never always ended at 5, 5 p.m. Uh, sometimes you would get called at 4.30. Sometimes you get called at 5.30 p.m. So you're nice to be ex- ex- extended like that. So. Uh, as a young guy, straight out of college, I was 21. I was definitely trying to end my day by like 6 p.m. so I can go, uh, like, work out or go go out to the bars, hang out, like, for sure, yeah. kick it, you know. You like to so, have that, uh, that like that, that set in stone kind of dissociation, right? It's like, like this is work time and this is like free time, leisure time. Um, I totally feel that. Yeah. So, so, that, so that was my schedule. It must have been kind of hard though to actually maintain a like an actual like schedule. You know what I mean? Like, where there must have been like a lot of days where you know you may not have been able to do as many things as you wanted to, like outside of work. Like, um, like I know we're about to talk about fitness too, but um, were, were there like a lot of days where you kind of had to bite the bullet and be like, oh, I, I can't really work out today. I'm I'm too tired or would you always kind of just like suck it up and just like whatever time you had, you know, you just do it then because there are 24 hours in the day, right? So was it one of those things yeah, where it's it, like you got to make time? Yeah, exactly. You got to make time. There were some days where I worked out in the morning. Uh, you know, let's just get into that topic because uh, it, it's a big one for me. So right. basically, like I, I partied a lot in college just like anybody else. Right. Uh, and, and and I was extremely out of shape when I got out of undergrad. So I know you remember. So um, <laughs> me too. Man. Yeah, I, yeah. I ended up uh, losing forty five pounds in that first year, doing P ninety X twice, I did two rounds of that, and uh, did insanity insanity as well. And this was while I was working in Omaha, and uh, it, I was obsessed with it. I was obsessed with health. Health. I was obsessed with eating right, working out super hard. Uh, and making the time for working out. So, Sadish, you mentioned how, how how did you uh, make time for it? Did you have to bite the bullet and skip some days and all that stuff? Bro, 
I was so intense back then. Yeah. I had a I had a gym in my apartment complex uh, that was open till about 11 p.m. So I mean yeah, I, I would work out late. Yeah, yeah, it was like a two minute walk. So I would work out at 9 p.m. Sometimes 10 p.m. 10:30. Uh, I was I would never work out early in the day. Like I, I was never a morning workout kind of guy, but. Uh, sometimes I worked out like 10 a.m., like midday. Like I, I would go to some meetings virtually, mm-hmm. uh, and that, and then take a break to work out, and then hop back on a call, and then work a little later throughout the day. Like maybe I'll work till six or seven or something to make up for that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like uh, fitness was a huge, huge um, priority for me at the time, and I was in the best shape of my life. I, I almost lost 50 pounds, right? Like my family, my friends. Everybody was so shocked and proud when they saw the drastic change. Um, yeah, I remember saying that. It was wild. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I came back to Logan for the first time to Boston, like, mom was like, her mouth was, like, dropped. And you were like, dude, what happened to you? Because <laughs> uh, so, we, yeah. we thought all you had to eat out there was corn, straight up. Exactly. I think my mom thought that I just stopped eating. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I learned how to cook out there as well, um, and, and basically prioritized my health, something that I had not done to that point in my life. And it gave me the confidence to know that I can do this, right? Uh, like I, I had been out of shape most of my life. Like I, I was a, I was a chubby kid, fat kid, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, achieving that made me realize that it's possible and it's, relatable outside of just health too like if anyone says oh jay yeah you can't do this or are you sure it's a good idea what like maybe you should reconsider like i always ignored that noise because i know that i can i can achieve that thing if i actually set my mind to it and, and go for it like these are all cliches coming out of my mouth but it's really true it is uh so it, it's also it's it, it it's 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 big that you really believe in yourself and in that aspect of your life too. Cause by that same token, if, if everyone around you is saying like, Oh, you can do it, but you had your own doubts, that's going to be the biggest hindrance towards your success in that, in that aspect. Like it, it doesn't matter like how many people are, you know, like rooting for you. Like if, cause if you're not, if you're not fully invested, then it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to actually uh, make the effort and make the changes that you wanted to see. So especially exactly, as, a, as a young guy coming out of college, that that's that's that's, that's huge. That's crazy. So, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people like famous people I know coming out of coming out of Omaha, at least from that I know off the top of my head. Like being from New England and Boston, it's always like growing up. Everyone wants to be like look up to guys like Tom Brady, David Ortiz, uh, Paul Pierce. You know what I mean? Was there anyone that you know is from the city of Omaha that you kind of like look up to and you know? learned their craft yeah yeah have, have you heard of the oracle of omaha uh the college world series <laughs> i don't know <laughs> nah the, the oracle of omaha aka warren buffett is from he's born and raised in omaha nebraska and he still lives out there warren buffett is a, a multi-billionaire he's a super successful businessman uh and this guy very strategic in the finance world. Uh, he's made all the right. He's like 80 something now. He's, he's, he's wow. up there in age. 
but he's been a billionaire since he was like, I don't know, maybe 50, like 40. Uh, I don't even know, but he's a super successful businessman, very strategic, very intelligent dude that I began to study since back then, since 2010, because I was like, wait, if this guy from Omaha, Nebraska can make it in this world, like I can make it, any, we can all make it, right? Like yeah. it doesn't mean you have to be from New York. You don't have to live in New York City. You don't have to live in a big city yep. to make it. Yep. Uh, this this man is choosing to live in Omaha, Nebraska for a reason. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's about you. It's not about where you live or where you are. So, and like I've seen plenty of interviews with Jay-Z Another uh, is a rapper I look up to. Uh, he, he's talked to Warren Buffett and getting advice from him. Uh, so a lot of people that are successful in various industries go talk to Warren Buffett. Another one is uh, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft. He gets, uh, he, he talks to Warren Buffett, gets advice from him. So uh, the, I, to this day, I, I still watch interviews with Warren Buffett and try to learn about the world of finance and the various uh, avenues there are to make and gain wealth in this country. That's, that's a different topic entirely, though, so I'm not going to get into it, but mm-hmm. uh, someone I look up to. Another one, actually, not a lot of people know this, but Malcolm X was actually born in Omaha, Nebraska. Really? Um, yeah. I never went to his uh, birth site. I wanted to go there, but I, I just I never ended up doing it, but He's from Omaha. Um, that's actually uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X is something that's in my to-do list for reading. Uh, I was supposed to read it in high school. I read a few chapters, didn't get through it, uh, but it's high on my priority list now. So mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm X, another great uh, civil rights activist, uh, a man that should be taught in American history classes. Not yeah. just Martin Luther King, not just Rosa Parks. Although he was a little bit uh, more radical in certain ways, there's a reason for it. He's not a violent man. He's misinformed. But if you listen to interviews that he's done, he is on the money on all of the issues we still have today in this country. Right. So um, definitely, definitely need to uh, check out more Malcolm X. Cool. So... Uh, it's clear that you have like high praise for the city of Omaha and and Nebraska, but as I know, as your brother, you're no longer there. And there there are reasons for, there has to be reasons for why you left Omaha. Were there, was there any reason specifically that made you want to leave or not want to stay? Yeah. 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 As you can tell, I have high praise for Omaha. Very fun place (laughs) in my heart. Uh, but I realized this career at Phillips Healthcare as a field service engineer was not for me. Uh, I wanted to change it up, do something else. So I decided to apply to grad school to get a master's in computer science. Uh, the reason I needed a master's is, excuse me, uh, I did my undergraduate studies in biomedical engineering. I did a minor in electrical and computer engineering. So it's a little similar to CS, but it's not CS all the way. Mm-hmm. But because I didn't do it in undergrad uh, to switch careers in software engineering, which is what I wanted to do, I had to get a master's degree. So I, I, I was actually planning on doing computer science at WPI as an undergrad. That's what I was, had 
got accepted into WPI for, but I just, I wasn't sure, man. I was 18. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with life, you know? Yeah. Right. A lot of you can relate. Like, if you know exactly what you wanted to do at 18, cool. You're one of those uh, uh, special people that had that spark early on in life. Uh, right. Not always the case. So, yeah, uh, I ended up going to grad school that fall of 2011. So I only stayed in uh, Phillips Healthcare for about eight, nine months and then moved on from that. Loved that experience, but uh, one of the best decisions in my life to go to grad school. Uh, I ended up going to Syracuse, um, graduated in a couple of years, but I remember vividly this moment when I let people know that I was leaving Phillips Healthcare to go to grad school. There was a colleague of mine at one of the hospitals I used to work at. I think there's one in Iowa. It was one of the VAs, one of the veterans hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came, he came out to me when I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm leaving in a couple weeks. Just want to let you know. He's like, wow. In a time where people are struggling to find jobs, this is 2010, right? Right after the financial crisis in 2009, in this time where people are struggling, you're leaving your job to go back to college. Like, are you sure that's a good idea? And when he told me this, when he said this to me, I was shocked. Mostly because this was an Indian guy. This was an <laughs> uncle. <laughs> You're talking uh, about CS. Uh, you think he's all for it. Exactly. Like more education. This is what we do, right? Indian right. people, we more education, the better. It's not always the right move, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an uncle telling me like he's trying to put fear in my psyche that it's not a good idea why are you doing it and uh, I remember I was, I was a few weeks later like or maybe a month later or whatever when I got back to Boston uh, and I, I went out with some friends and some acquaintances from WPI my undergrad they mentioned they're like dude you're switching from BME to CS BME is biomedical right. like see, computer science is the hardest major man are you sure you want to do this like again people pumping doubt and fear into my psyche right and, but once again i never listened uh it goes back to the whole having that confidence like how getting in shape gave me that confidence and realizing to just just throw away the noise don't listen mm-hmm. to that and and do what you want to do that type of thing um it made me just push forward and actually it motivated me a little bit more you know like wow people really think i can't do this <laughs> Like, uh, is, is it really that hard? Uh, maybe it is, but I'm going to figure it out. So that's something right. that I've always had. And that came from my time in Omaha. I wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so g- going to grad school ended up being the second best decision in my life. Uh, actually, I'll say third best. Uh, the, the, the second best was moving to Omaha. It gave me all this confidence, all, all this, all this stuff. It, that move to Omaha became the catalyst of all the good things that have happened in my life up until this point. Um, and my first best decision, uh, I know my wife is listening to this at some point, so um, <laughs> ma- marrying my wife, Angela, is my first best decision. So uh, and save, all of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> exa- exactly. Uh, I'm still actually trying to convince her to take a trip to Omaha. Uh, she's sick and tired of me mentioning the city this uh city but uh i really think she should give it a chance i know it's like maybe uh maybe we'll have her like 25th anniversary one day (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so yeah 
That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Clearly, you, you seem to have uh, killed it straight out of college with health, having a job locked up by Thanksgiving of your senior year. Uh, you know, but were there anything or any aspects in your life that you feel like you could have done better in your in your first year out of college? Obviously, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to, you know, uh, be stuck on the past and kind of keep your eyes in hindsight. You know what I mean? Because there's no point in dwelling on the past. But was there anything that you feel like you could have gone back and done better if you had the chance? Yeah, definitely. Um, so one thing that I did not do well with out of college was manage my finances. Mm. So, I mean, I, I was making a, I'm, I'm just going to share it. I'm not actually, I'm not going to share it, but like, I was making a good salary, but not, not great, but good. Yeah. Uh, especially at the age of 21 or whatever. So I would, anytime we went out, I have money in my bank account, in my checking account. So I was like, you know what? Bartender, here, take my debit card. Leave that, leave that baby open. Drinks on me. So I, I would just spend a ridiculous amount of money on alcohol, on entertainment, on all this stuff because I had an influx of cash, right? Yeah, and because the first I, time I, in your life you, you could. Yeah, exactly. I saw $9,000 in my bank account with a signing bonus. If I see any dollar more, I'm like, I'm, I'm rich, biatch. <laughs> <Right? laughs> True. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that, that was a huge mistake. If I had known what I know now about uh, building wealth and financial responsibility, I, I would have definitely saved a lot more and I would have invested some more. Um, yeah, the, the, the way that I managed my finances was not responsible. And I do not recommend that for anyone out there listening who's making uh, any type of uh, salary right now, straight out of college. Do not go crazy with opening up, with leaving your card open. Have fun. Go out. Definitely do that. But uh, don't just keep buying rounds of shots and uh, beers and stuff like that. It's not a good look. Uh, another thing was just not even looking into how to invest my money like I, I, I didn't do any research really in that like i talked about uh, reading up on uh, warren buffett and watching interviews about him but like i was still pretty passive about it i wasn't very aggressive with actually doing what i was learning mm -hmm. right so actually taking action for the stuff that you're learning is another good another thing that i didn't do and another thing uh, at that point in my life, you had so much freedom right. to take risks and uh, try things out. Like like you, you're trying out the, uh, photography, right? You're trying out blogging and podcasting, all, all this creative stuff on building your brand and everything like that. I, I didn't, I wasn't as aggressive as you are uh, back then, which is something that I would have done a bit differently. Like. I was into music in uh, in undergrad as well. Like I, I was working on making beats, and I used to dabble in rap. I had a couple bars here and there, but uh, I was I was mostly a, a pro I was mostly a producer. I would make uh, hip hop, R and B beats, but I I didn't establish my brand since back then. I should have made a, a website for it and started marketing my music and letting people know that I have. I have something to offer for their music, for their 
um, albums that they want to put out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That ended up happening years later, um, but I, I should have been a bit more conscious of that and uh, putting my brand out there. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a that's a great point you mentioned about uh, being just being financially responsible coming out of college. Um, because Lord knows I, I haven't been perfect with my my money out of college, but especially with everything going on now, with you know it being super hard to find and maintain a job and just having financial security at all, you know the common trend it seems like in the past twenty years is that every ten years there's, there's some sort of uh, crisis, right? Like you mentioned back in two thousand nine with the financial crisis, and you know now with with the pandemic, having a job it seems hard, right? And had, had you known that like, you know, in 10 years from now, this could happen. I, I, it's not promised that I'm going to have my job. I probably should save up just in case, you know what I mean? Um, especially that, that's something I'm worried about now. Like I'm blessed to, to still be fully employed now, but if I had known a year ago that, well, obviously anyone would say this, but if I would known a year ago that this pandemic would be coming, I maybe wouldn't have indulged so much right off the bat just because i could yeah uh i, I mean hindsight is always 2020, 2020 right? right um i i tend to not think like that yeah. only because if you constantly have these types of regrets or oh, i should have done this i should have done that you're gonna hinder yourself even more for uh for your future and developmentally yeah, yeah, you're just gonna overstress yourself. Like everybody's gonna make mistakes. Yep. You just have to reflect on them, learn from them, and move on. If you spend too much time in about, oh man, I shouldn't have made this purchase, or oh man, I should have invested in this stock, or oh man, I should have accepted that job, or I should have taken this raise, or I shouldn't have taken that promotion, or something like that. Whatever it may be, you're going to hinder yourself going forward. So you just have to take a deep breath and move on from whatever decision you had made. And things happen for a reason. There's always yeah. gonna be uh, another, there's always gonna be more money to be made. There's always gonna be more opportunities ahead of you. So that's the way I look at things. That's good I look to have. Um, so how important do you think that the first year out of college to a young person's life and growth of a person is? Obviously, uh, that's just the start, right? It's it's not going to make or break your, um, the rest of your life entirely, but you know, it, it's always good to have that first foot forward, right. To get your foot in the door and whatever you're trying to do. Um, yeah. So what's your take on how important the first year of someone's real life quote unquote is? Yeah. I think most people in their lives, like they find that spark or that, that moment, uh, that changes them throughout the rest of their life uh, at various points in their lives. And although you're the first year out of college is important and it is important to find that spark in that first year, uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself to do that. It's important, but it's not the end of the world. Like I feel like the next five to six years is the most five to six years after your undergrad, mm-hmm. like until you're about 27 or whatever, 28, whatever that may be. Uh, that's the most amount of freedom you'll ever have in your life. Think about it. This is, you probably don't have school anymore unless you're in higher education. 
you have the weekends to yourself. You're not doing homework and stuff uh, after. You're not studying for exams during the week. Uh, but and also you you may be getting a steady paycheck. So financially, you're you're getting some uh, some money. And you all you don't have a family to take care of. You might not be married. You probably don't have kids and all that kind of stuff. So you're on you're by, you're by yourself. You're on your own. You're supporting yourself. You're being independent. And you have the freedom to do whatever you want. You have freedom to move. You have freedom to start a business, uh, become an entrepreneur, to do something with your money, to be creative uh, outside outside of your work. Uh, Maybe that is like what you're doing, making a blog, making a podcast, building your brand, figuring out ways for you to make income and earn a living, maybe outside of your current job. Like the goal shouldn't be to have a job and work for somebody, right? Like you want to be financially free and you want to, ideally you work for yourself. Uh, you're bringing value to people whether it be through a service or, or some company some product that is making a difference in the world making the customer experience better in something and you're earning a wage out of it and, and you can maintain your lifestyle uh and and live life like when you at the, at the end of the day no one really talks about like uh one project you did at work when you're 95 right like yeah. it, it's the experience that you have in your life it's the travels that you made the relationships that you've built with your family your friends that's the type of things that people end up taking with them uh at the end so it's don't focus too much about the current year and don't focus too much about 40 years from now either like i'm giving you both uh pieces of advice here mm-hmm. it's just f- find balance and just Try out different things in this time period. Uh, try to be creative. Pursue your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial goals. And if you don't have any goals, figure out what those goals are. And if you're not satisfied with what job you're in right now, like I was in Omaha, I wasn't satisfied with what I was doing, figure out how you can go into the industry that you want to be in. Uh, now, now is the time. You're never going to get this freedom again. Uh, I won't say that. That's, that kind of that's kind of sounds uh, too too dark. But basically, take advantage of the time period you're in in your life and figure out what you want to do. Just because you graduated college doesn't mean you're going to stop learning. You have to have that learning mindset, and you have to figure out what you want to do uh, within these next few years. Um, one last question, though. So as you know, about a year, not a year ago, about a month ago, the uh, class of 2020 for undergrad, postgrad as well, um, college students graduated and they're taking their first steps into their adult lives now. And with everything going on, it kind of seems like a, like a blurry gray area. And obviously you and I aren't qualified to really answer this kind of question. and give actual advice because we haven't been through anything like this before but do you have any tips for newly grads for um you know how they should be going about uh the day-to-day or this first year with everything going on yeah definitely a tough one um 
It's an interesting question. Uh, I, I actually, I do think I'm qualified to answer a little bit of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let, let's say if you landed a job after you graduated, and we're still in this pandemic, you're likely going to be working from home. Right. So, in that regard, I encourage you to set up a schedule for yourself. It's really hard to be working and living in the same area. <laughs> right like we waking up out of you roll out of bed and your desk is right next to you it's in the same place where you go to sleep or it's in the same place where you have breakfast uh your TV's around it's really hard to separate work from life uh so set up a schedule uh, buy some furniture like a a separator fence type of thing and you you can buy this online where uh you have a little screen that you can put around your desk so it separates that part of the room from other parts of your room. Mm-hmm. So if you have a TV in your living room, you're not like looking at it even if it's off or you're not looking at your video game consoles or whatever. Um it it just creates that mental separation with the physical separation. Yeah. Um that's definitely yeah, so big. Yeah, yeah, I actually don't have it myself. I'm planning to possibly get something like that, but my desk is in a corner. of the room so i am separated in a little a little bit like this which has been helpful but yeah um figure out a schedule don't don't try don't work too much off hours like this is something that i've been struggling with right now because i'm working from home it's like my computer's right there right so i can just log on later or on the weekend to fix something real quick right. just uh, if you do that you're going to end up burning out you're going to burn yourself out and not good so maintain that work life balance figure out what's a good situation for you it's not always going to be a 9 to 5 mm-hmm. work with your manager to figure out what's a good time table for whatever you're doing and um another thing for newly grads like i'm telling you youtube university is the most underrated u- university for real dude like even today i still learn i think i've learned more off of youtube than in college i i, I don't even know man so if you have a passion outside of work like I, right now i'm i'm trying to learn how to dj i'm 32 years old <laughs> and uh I, i'm just dabbling in this uh dj realm and i'm just watching a tons of youtube videos on tips and tricks and uh ways that people transition from songs and and all, all this kind of stuff just use youtube to learn and build skills that might help you in your job or it just might help you be a more well-rounded person it might help you pursue some of the passions that you like it's not not over um just because you're out of college the whole learning experience right yeah but, it's crazy that you mentioned yeah. like youtube university cuz I totally relate. Like anyone that's ever taken a math class in college can attest that the the boy from Khan Academy, he's a lifesaver. Everyone went to his YouTube videos before tests, exams, anything. And it really is a super underrated learning platform. Like like you mentioned before, like I've personally been taking on trying to learn uh photography, podcasting, streaming, like, everything that I've been trying to learn Like, it literally hasn't been just Google search. It's been on YouTube, and there are so many different channels, uh, people who uh, teach very in-depth tutorials about how to even just get started and whatever you want to do. 
So I was just going to say too, for a uh, tip for newly grads is, you know, since you're not going to have as much time and opportunity on weekends to, you know, go day drinking with your buddies or going out at night, you know, you could use, you could utilize that time to, you know, hop on YouTube or something and get the ball rolling with something that you've been putting off. You know what I mean? Like immediately out of college, like starting photography was something that I wanted to do, but I put it off because I quote unquote didn't have time. Same thing with podcasting and starting a Twitch stream. Like it, it all comes down to, you know, just taking it upon yourself and putting in that effort to find those um, learning platforms. Cause the, the internet is we're, we're literally so lucky to be living in this time of the internet. You don't have to go to like a library and pick up a book or anything like that. Like everything is just, you just open up your laptop, computer, whatever, and it, it's all there. You just have to, you know, put in a little bit of effort to find those resources. Yeah, definitely. And another thing, like socially, uh, definitely use Zoom and Google Meet and whatever, maybe FaceTime to talk to your family and friends. This is mm -hmm. something we've been doing. A lot of my college friends, like we're, we're still doing some uh, Zoom meetings every few weeks just to see each other uh, virtually and uh, see how everyone's doing. It's really tough. Uh, I, I can't imagine not being able to go out and all that kind of stuff at that point in my life. But uh, you gotta make the best of it and you gotta keep in touch with people. With people that you're uh, close with. Cool. So, uh, any, uh, we're going to wrap this up. So, any uh, final remarks before we sign off? Uh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, this is your first podcast, right? Yeah. First episode. Damn, I'm honored. You had me. It's all downhill from here, man. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, cool. So, I, I'm, I, I wanted to say I'm proud of you for doing this for taking a chance and just trying to build something yourself. I wish I had a, as much uh, courage and confidence as you do right now to do this. So I'm proud of you on that regard and uh, keep crushing it, man. Thanks, man. Will do. Thank you for your time also. Yeah. All right, cool. So this concludes our segment with my brother, Jay. Uh, thank you again for your time and yeah, tune in for this podcast when it comes out, bro. All right, people. See ya. Peace. Cool. So that just about wraps up the very first episode of the Life Podcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys real quick for tuning in. If the app you're listening to this on allows, please leave a review, subscribe, leave a comment, anything you want. If you haven't yet, follow me on social media. Follow me on Instagram at Life of Satish. That's L Y Y F E O F S A T I S H. Thank you guys again for tuning into this week's episode. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.